let's just take a moment. Lord, I pray that you will be in my words and in our hearts this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I imagine that um, some of you um, will remember Lee saying uh, in one of his sermons, maybe a couple of months ago, um, before the holidays certainly anyway, um, that all of you were bound to hear in endless detail, and most likely many, many times over from Claire, my wife and me, all about our new Labrador puppy, Ella. Well, we curates um, like to do our very best to meet our boss's expectations. And so for my first Sunday sermon back after our holiday break, um, and on the first Sunday since uh, we acquired uh, little Ella a couple of weeks ago, I'm going to start by talking to you about her. I'm slightly disappointed that we don't have our um, video screens up that we're going to have installed shortly, um, since I'd have loved to have shown you a, a film reel, all of what she's, uh, what she's like, um, but that, that'll have to wait for another occasion, maybe. Um, but um, for the moment, um, speaking a bit about Ella is a great way to introduce you to what I'd like to talk to us about this morning and about which we've heard in both of our readings, and that is friendship. We all know um, that dogs are often referred to as man's best friend. I wonder, however, and perhaps uh, especially at this very early stage, because Ella is only 12 weeks old, um, whether we can really talk about Um, friendship in the truest sense of the world between a human being and a dog, however lovely that dog may be, in my unbiased view. Um, And at the moment, Ella and I are establishing our relationship, if you like. Um, At least for now, we're building up a a level of trust between the two of us. Um, Although, um, at the moment, quite large elements of our uh, friendship, if you like, uh, are based on a system of performance and reward. Um, You give me that bit of bacon, Tim, and I might be good enough not to wake you up at five o'clock tomorrow morning again. Um, But over time, uh, I've no doubt, or at least I hope, um, that Ella and I will build our friendship into something that's not just based on what's in it for me, especially as far as she's concerned. However, and for all that we do talk about man's best friend, there are dimensions to human relationships that can never be replicated in my, uh, my relationship with Ella as a dog, however lovely and however intelligent she may be. So what do this morning's passages tell us about human friendships and about the friendship of which Jesus speaks to his disciples that exists between him and them? Many of us, I guess, are used to a world in which it's now um, apparently possible to have many hundreds of friends in the online world of Facebook or, or similar, um, uh, similar locations on the web. And of course, it's as easy to friend someone or unfriend them um, with a click of a mouse. 
But this sort of um, Facebook friendship is a million miles away from what I want to talk about today and what we read Jesus talking about in John's Gospel. And we see Ruth putting into practice with Naomi in our earlier passage. This is deep friendship. And I think there are three key characteristics of such friendship. And both, uh, all three of those are illustrated in both of our passages today. The first of these characteristics is sharing. Sharing. If we look at the passage from John, starting at verse 14. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant doesn't know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father I have made known to you. First of all, I think it's important to point out that the obedience in this, if you do what I command, as Jesus says, is not what makes Jesus' friends his friends. It's what characterises those friends and their relationship with Jesus. It's not that they are his friends because they do what he commands. Jesus' friends are the object of his love. And because of this, they are obedient to him. But if this is the case, what then makes them different from servants, as the passage says? What differentiates them is the fact that Jesus shares with his followers all that he has learned from God the Father. Well done. Jesus shares this through his teachings, through his actions, through the way he lives his life among them. These are the actions and the words of a friend. One with whom there is a closeness and an openness of relationship that could never be found between a master and a servant. And of course, um, not only is Jesus' friendship with his disciples one in which there is closeness and openness, but the very fact that Jesus, God's son, has come to live his life on earth. Not as some distant God who never gets involved with what is going on in the world he has created, but choosing to come into that world and to share his existence with women and with men in exactly the same way as they, as we live our lives. That shows us how much God wants to draw alongside us, to befriend us, and how much he aches that we will accept his offer of friendship and draw near to him too. So first, sharing. The second characteristic of deep friendship is stickability. Perhaps faithfulness might be better as we sung earlier, um, but that doesn't begin with an S, so stickability it is. Stickability is what we see especially in our first reading this morning from the Old Testament book of Ruth, several hundred years before the time of Jesus. 
Ruth and her sister have both just been widowed before this passage. And they find themselves in a land where they're strangers. And they're with their mother-in-law, Naomi, who has herself lost her husband as well. Ruth's sister has just decided to return to her own people and to the security that, going, uh, that doing so will hopefully bring to her. But Ruth decides that her place is with her mother-in-law and that she will stay by her side no matter what. She declares to Naomi, where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. I think we can only admire Ruth's extraordinary generosity towards Naomi, her deep capacity for love, her deep capacity to love her mother-in-law and her commitment to her when there's no apparent opportunity for Ruth to be repaid for her action. Both women are completely destitute at this point. Ruth chooses to stick by Naomi, even in these darkest of times. A real friend will stick with you at all times, even in extreme anguish, even in extreme suffering. The true character of friendship is shown by unselfish action in adversity, not just by an outward appearance of friendship. So we have sharing and we have stickability. And then the third characteristic of friendship that I think um, really goes to its heart is sacrifice. Sharing, stickability and sacrifice. Ruth places her own security after that of Naomi. She selflessly gives up the best opportunity that she'd have had to find another husband amongst her own people in order to stay at the side of her mother-in-law, to offer her support and whatever protection she could. She surrenders any expectation of reward or of benefit as a result of her choice. Jesus too, in what he says to his disciples, makes reference to the sacrifice that he already knows he will have to make within only a few hours of saying these words. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Jesus is totally aware that his coming to earth has just one purpose, to reconcile humanity back to God and that this can only be achieved through his own self-sacrifice, taking our sins onto himself on the cross in order that they and we might be forgiven. This is friendship founded on complete and self-giving love. It's the free sacrifice of oneself in an action that, that no one has any right to ask or to expect. Friendship almost seems to be too small or too poor a word to carry the weight of this. 
but Jesus himself um, uses precisely this word to express his relationship with his disciples. So, um, so we'll run with that, I think. So we have sharing, we have stickability, and we have sacrifice. The three characteristics of profound and rich friendship that we see in the actions and words of both Ruth and Jesus. What does this insight say specifically to all of us gathered here at St. Giles this morning and perhaps especially on the occasion of Elijah's joyful baptism celebration to his family and his friends? The words and the actions of the baptism service that Lee has just led and in which we've just participated, they emphasise God's desire for us to be reunited with him, to be in that deep relationship, that deep friendship with him and with each other. If you cast your minds back, Lee signed Elijah on his forehead with the sign of the cross, a reminder of Jesus' self-sacrifice for Elijah and for each one of us. Later on in the baptism part of the service, we declared together to Elijah, by one spirit we are all baptised into one body. We welcome you, good timing, we welcome you into the fellowship of faith. As J.R.R. Tolkien reminds us in calling the first book of the Lord of the Rings, the fellowship of the ring. A fellowship is a group of friends who travel together on the same journey. Not necessarily physically, it can be metaphorically. Who share the same goals, perhaps even more than friends do. The church not just this church, but the whole of the universal church, grew up amongst the earliest Christians to be a place of fellowship and friendship between believers. The actions of Ruth, perhaps even more so than the words that Jesus says, um, because of the human scale of her and Naomi's story. Her actions both comfort us and they challenge us. They give us comfort that this sort of true and rich and unconditional friendship is possible. But they also present us with a challenge that such a depth of friendship perhaps comes only with sacrifice. For us collectively as a church as well as for us as individuals, the challenge of the story of Ruth and Naomi and of Jesus teaching to us and to his disciples in our other passage is perhaps threefold. To what extent, both with our existing members of St. Giles and with new members of our community, do we open ourselves up to share our lives with others? Second, Do we really show stickability in our friendships? When things get really hard for another person or indeed 
Our relationship with them seems to have become more difficult for whatever reason. Do we continue to walk alongside them and give to them without any expectation of receiving something in return? And finally, to what extent are we able to sacrifice things that may be dear to us, perhaps financially, perhaps in terms of how we like things to be done in particular areas of church life, perhaps in the time we give to the church community, its spiritual life and its ministries. Sharing, stickability and sacrifice. And if I may, can I also address Elijah's godparents as well? Your relationship with Elijah, if it's to flourish as he grows, will need you to stick by him. It'll need you to share your time, maybe some of your interests, perhaps even some of your money, who knows, (laughs) with your new godson. And for your friendship to deepen, you'll need to make sacrifices of time, of energy, emotional and physical, perhaps babysitting, I don't know, whatever it may be, to make sacrifices of listening, of giving him your attention, your concentration, being there for him when times may be tough, giving him advice. And maybe even stretching to buy him a holiday ice cream once in a while. The story of Ruth and Naomi shows us that Jesus' standard of friendship is something that everyone can aspire towards. We can pray we might become as they were in their friendship. And we can act prayerfully in Christ's image through the power of the Holy Spirit working within us and transforming us into Christ's image. Such a transformation comes through God's power working in our hearts and minds, changing us so that we become more Christ-like in our words and our actions. So that we might, as Jesus says, bear fruit that will last and bring forward something of God's kingdom to here on earth. If you're wondering what it might be like for you to be able to say, Jesus is my friend, to share your life with him, to stick in that relationship with him, even when what the world says and the values that the world espouses maybe trying to call you away from him. If you're wondering what it might be to be prepared to make sacrifices in the way you live your life for him and for others, if you don't already know that and are wondering what such a friendship with Jesus might be like, then we'd love to chat to you about that. Perhaps you're a visitor here today one of um, Elijah's friends or family. And you've heard something in what we've shared today about the person of Jesus that interests you, that attracts you, and you'd like to know more. 
if that's you, please do come and find me after the service and I'd love to chat to you, or Lee as well, equally. We'd love to speak to you about the difference that having God through the person of Jesus in your life can make. Well, we've also got a number of evenings starting in late September where we'll be running um, Alpha, the Alpha course here at St. Giles. It's a great opportunity to, um, to ask questions like that about, um, about life and about faith and about meaning. Um, each Alpha evening we, we join together for dinner and then we uh, watch a short film and have a, uh, a brief discussion. Um, and it's a great environment in which to, um, to explore um, that part of life. There are postcards like, like this one here um, at the back of church, um, which give details, further details about um, Alpha. Um, and my contact details as well, if you'd like to um, uh, chat to me about that, if you've got any questions about it. Um, beforehand, but do um, consider joining us on that. It's uh, a time of um, great fun um, and a time of getting to know that special friendship and fellowship with Jesus and with others in his body, the church. But turning back to little Elijah, who's sleeping beautifully again now, It's been a privilege to welcome you into our church, into God's family this morning with great joy. It's been a privilege to share time with you and your parents, your whole family and all of your friends. And we pray that we at St. Giles will be able to walk alongside you over the coming years, sharing different experiences as our friendship with you deepens. May God's blessing be on you, Elijah, and all your family and your friends, now and always. Amen. We're going to 